Admittedly, when I first heard the phrase migrate or adapt, it was in a movie. I was watching a movie. Uh, it was a movie called How to Be a Player. Uh, the star was Bill Bellamy. He's uh, He was very popular in the in the 90s, a young actor, and uh, he was a ladies' man, right? A young bachelor, and uh, you know he was doing a lot. And um, you know some of the things that that went on in the movie, uh, you know, have to do with his uh, never-ending quest for we'll call it love or something that maybe closely resembled it in, in some instances. But uh, you know he ends up meeting his match, and and um, you know his ways eventually catch up with him. And the phrase, you know, when he gets busted by, you know, two-timing, uh, so to speak, or, or uh, you know, overextending himself in his relationships with the female sort, she left him a phrase that said, migrate or adapt. And that was effectively his checkmate. He'd been busted, his whole, you know, evil plot had blown up in his face. And when you think about the idea of migrate or adapt, that's a powerful phrase. You know, it's saying you need to move or change. And imagine, you know, if you found yourself in a, in a situation where um, you had to migrate or adapt, because philosophically we can look at it as we can look at it as an attitude type thing. You know, if you don't like your situation, change the station. There's nothing locking you in to, to staying there, right? So sometimes we have to look at either moving or adapting. And so I say that from a a thought process standpoint first because sometimes to just move or migrate is to shift or change our channels and adjust our focus. On the other side of the coin, the phrase adapt, meaning to change, does not necessarily mean change who you are. It's not as though I'm suggesting a shift away from our core values that we've established. What I'm rather suggesting is a change in approach, potentially a change in strategy, a change in your valuation process, a change in the actions you take, right? So thinking about migrate or adapt, which one will you choose? The very first time that I was forced to make a decision, migrate or adapt, I was, gosh, I was pretty young. I was still in my early 20s. I just out, got out of school. I was hired on to uh, a company to work in, in uh, my dream city. I was getting out of the desert heat. I was moving to sunny San Diego where there was sun and fun and beach and everything was just lovely, right? But little did I know, no sooner than I was on the job 30 days, I would be tapped on the shoulder. And without getting too much into the details, I was essentially told, hey, you've got to migrate or adapt. Now picture my pain in this scenario. Young kid fresh out of school, gets a good paying job, moves to his dream city. He's ready to just live it up and have the time of his life, right? And just like that, awaken from a dream. You've got to make a decision migrate or adapt. So what's it going to be? And, you know, just to fill in a little bit of the blanks, you got proper context. Because I was hired on, the idea at the time was uh, this was part of what's called in corporate America a resource action. Okay. Now, an, a resource action or an RA is generally referred to as a layoff, but 
it's it's also used to put resources in locations where they're going to be best optimized. So that was what was driving all of this. I was living somewhere somewhere where there wasn't as much uh, strength in the business. So they wanted to relocate and reallocate this asset to a more productive uh, part of the country. But I didn't really look at it like that. I wanted to go to San Diego. I'm fresh out of school, a young bachelor. I'm thinking this is the perfect place for me to be, Southern California, to, to live it up. You know, I didn't want to go to Denver, Colorado in the middle of the winter and uh, play in the snow because I didn't know anyone there. I had no desire <laughs> to even visit. I don't ski. I'd rather learn to surf. So the idea of a migration, what? Do I'm fine where I'm at. I'm happy. Why would I go anywhere? But the devil was in the details with this particular opportunity for me because if I did not elect to take advantage of that opportunity to migrate, then I'd have been forced into adaptation anyway because the change in my world would have been, well, you know, you can get eight weeks severance and six months medical, as I was uh, told, when I didn't really understand the ultimatum as it was presented. And I was there saying, well, what if I just live in San Diego and and visit Denver? And, And it wasn't really... It wasn't really that type of opportunity, and I didn't have that um, say-so in this opportunity. I had to physically up and move. I had to migrate and and uh, make that move in order to keep my job. So checkmate, right? <laughs> Take your money away. What are you going to do? Uh, are you going to be forced to submit? And at the time, I had just got my first paycheck. So I was liking quite a bit at the time how um, those numbers were looking in my bank account. It's a lot better than things were looking when I was just a college student. So I said, hey, look, you know, I've got no real attachment to California. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I've signed up with the company that I wanted to be a part of. So why not roll the dice, take the chance, right? I mean, it wasn't like I was moving to, you know, third world country. It was just a little bit further from home uh, in a land that I didn't know very well. So I elected to make the choice to migrate. But some of you might have said, no, no, no. I want to be the one in charge of of where I live and how I dictate my future with regards to my physical locality. And I'm sure I would have been able to, you know, land on my feet uh, at some point. But, you know, the timing of that wasn't really what I was looking to do. I already had a job. I did all that part uh, and I didn't really want to go looking for a job. And as uh, and as you might imagine, this was, gosh, 20 years ago. So, you know, the dot-com bubble had, had just busted and I was lucky to even get a job. This was, you know, 2000, 2001, actually, um, you know, in that summer. And this was just the way things were, were, were panning out. You know, in my particular situation, I might not have had the opportunity to get on with, um, you know, the company that I thought, or, or I wouldn't be able to get on with another company um, was something that I thought was going to be the case because I'd seen the change in the uh, tech industry where a lot of companies were actually not hiring. I remember even one of the, the companies that I had been extended an offer to um, through some college interviews eventually rescinded the offer. Not to me, rescinded the offer to all the people. You know, Basically, if you accepted their offer for employment, you know, the dot-com bubble bust in 2000, so early 2001, you know, you had enough of a change in the marketplace dynamic where some of these companies that were looking for their, you know, their freshman class of new college hires, uh, they essentially had to punt on that game plan. So I made the choice to migrate. And in my scenario, it ended up being one of the best choices I could ever make because it obviously has to do with where I'm at now 
ended up, uh, you know, eventually meeting my now wife. And, um, you know, <laughs> thanks to her, we have a beautiful family and, uh, and we've got happiness in our relationship and in our marriage as, as friends and business partners. And, you know, everything couldn't have been better. But what if I didn't migrate? What if I said, I'll just adapt. I'll just adapt to the idea that, well, I really want to be here. I emotionally feel like this is a better place for me. You know, you just got to go replace your income. And maybe I'd have been able to do so. Maybe I wouldn't have. But we have to evaluate those instances in our lives where we are presented with the choice of migrating or adapting. And there's going to be different reasons for different people at different times that go into what we choose. But you want to be definite with whatever choice that you make so that you don't find yourself waking up, tossing and turning in the middle of the night, you know, wallowing in a sea of your own regrets. Now, perhaps you hear all this and say, okay, well, that's all well and good and everything. But, you know, that's a cool example if you've got a job opportunity to evaluate or rather a situation where your job situation is changing or the opportunity has shifted. It could be your current day-to-day setup. Will you migrate? Will you adapt? It's May 2020. There are a lot of people having to ask themselves that question. We have a lot of uh, a mix of, of things going on right now in the United States of America in the second trimester of of 2020. You've got some of the economy is is shut down. Some of the economy is partially opened up. Some of the economies is, is in the process of opening. And you might look across the street and say, okay, over in this other state, you know, they've, they've got it all good. They're quote unquote back to normal. And over here, you know, we're, you know, it's like, I feel like a prisoner. You know, what are you going to do? You migrate or adapt? I suppose if, if it's that uncomfortable, you could just relocate to the other state. You got to be careful about thinking how the grass is always greener on the other side, though. So is that really what you want to adjust the situation? If you were to evaluate adaptation, are there things you can do to make your current situation better if migrating does not either appear to be, seem to be, or actually is not an available option. Maybe the option's not appealing, maybe it's not possible. But to migrate, that, that's one choice, right? You know, or you could adapt. How many of you out there in the last 30 days have become more healthy in your lifestyle? That in and of itself means you're choosing to adapt. How many of you out there have developed a closer relationship with either your spouse or your children, your family as a whole, maybe distant family members that you haven't been in contact with. You're choosing to adapt, right? We all recognize the necessity to make changes in our world from time to time. But sometimes you just need to move and shift And sometimes you need to actually change. So which situation is best for you? I'm not really in a position to decide. But when you take the time to look at how you could adjust your situation based on what's in front of you, recalling the simple fact that you are always in a position of power. 
the last example I'll give is in that realm of maintaining and preserving your well-being and has to do with relationships. And when you think of how the people you keep, your family, your friends, they're all either assets or liabilities. They're lifting you up. They're tearing you down. They might be somewhere in the middle. But in some of your relationships, you must make a choice. Because one of the key lessons that I learned from Darren Hardy when it comes to relationships is not a 50-50 thing. It's not an 80-20 thing. It's not a 90-10, a 99-1. No, it's 100% and 0%. From the perspective of the individual, you've got to have 100% commitment to be able to make that relationship exactly what you want of it and depend nothing on the other individual. Now, they possess that same responsibility. They are 100% responsible for the outcome over the, the relationship and should look to you for none of it. And that type of philosophy may put you in a position, if you accept that and follow along, you may say, hey, if I'm in a situation, I may have to migrate or adapt because all of you out there have an amount of self-worth. You have an amount of value frequently determined by you and it's typically lower than you should rank or grade or rate yourself. You've got value and you should always cherish and preserve that. And if you find your situation to be one such that you're in a relationship that's not fulfilling and you're not winning, it boils down to those two things because you don't have to stay. You can move and you can also change. And some of that has to deal with the maturity of us looking into the mirror, looking at ourselves with honesty and say, okay, if I've got a relationship that's less than stellar, what am I doing to create this? What is my contribution to the situation that doesn't make me feel good? Maybe I'm the one that needs to do the adapting if I really don't want to migrate. And so these are some of the deep questions I think we can ask ourselves as we look at situations and crossroads in our lives and the people we interact with and how we handle things that are on our mind and in our world. If you don't like it, change it or move, migrate or adapt, right? I'll conclude with an old story I heard from my mentor and he couldn't have told it any better. It's a story of an old hound laying on the front porch of an old house and his owners just kicked back on the rocking chair, just rocking slowly back and forth and the dog's just laying there, you know, lazy old dog, you know, just laying there, just kind of moaning, you know, just kind of whimpering, like almost like complaining, right? <laughs> In an animal's voice. And his friend, the old, the dog owner's friend sitting there, you know, he's also old timer in his rocking chair. He says, you know, what's, what's wrong with your dog? He just keeps sitting there moaning. What's wrong with him? You know, what's troubling him? He said, well, it's really simple. The dog's laying on a nail. What? The dog's laying on a nail? The dog's laying on, he's laying on a nail, right? Why would a dog lay on a, okay, so why doesn't he get up? Why doesn't he move? Why doesn't he change his situation? And the owner says, <laughs> it doesn't hurt bad enough. And when I heard that story, I said, wow. For how many of us are we that old lazy dog laying on the porch? A little nail, a little prickle, a little something sticking on our side to throw us off a little bit and just eh, annoy us, nag us, aggravate us, make us uncomfortable. 
provide a source of inconvenience, but it doesn't hurt bad enough for us to migrate or adapt. So with that, everybody, I wanted to leave you those words of wisdom, those experiences that I've had. I hope you take something really good from that. Uh, Look at your own situation. How can you migrate? Do you need to migrate? Can you adapt? How can you make improvements on your current setup so you can find greater happiness in your day-to-day life, regardless of what's going on in the outside world? So with that, can't wait for you guys to tune into the next episode as we kind of close out um, this content mini-series. I'm really enjoying being able to share some of these nuggets with you and hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. So until next time, be sure to tune into the next episode of Learn How to See Better. It's the only podcast out there that will improve your vision the longer you listen.